the basis of my whole life. And I would desire for everybody to know and have this experience that I have had and to know that God is real and that he is love and joy and the uh, incredible life I've had from that moment on. And that's the story I would share with the world. Well, welcome to the podcast. This is Audio Life, where you tell your story in your voice. I am your host, Ashley Marks, and I want to welcome, welcome our guest, Sharon Purcell, to the podcast. Um, Sharon, thank you for joining us on Audio Life today. Well, thank you for and, inviting me. Yes, and uh, let's get started on your story. My first question, um, if you were to share one story with the world, which would it be and why? Uh, the, the one story that is most important to me is um, happened about 40 years ago. Um, I had a life-changing experience where I um, came to know that uh, Jesus was real and not just a figment of my imagination. And my life from that time on was uh, changed, and it was a life of faith in God because I knew he was real. And I, because of that, um, I would share that particular story because it's so important to me. My, it's the basis of my whole life, and I would desire for everybody to know uh, and have this experience that I have had and to know that God is real and that he is love and joy and the uh, incredible life I've had from that moment on. So that is incredibly important, and that's what my life is all about. And that's the story I would share with the yeah. world. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's great. Um, can you maybe share some details of that if you want? Um, how... You were introduced, or you know, if there was someone important in in that realization and beginning journey of your faith. Um, I was speaking with my sister, my older sister, and she had already had this experience. And as she was talking mm-hmm. about uh, how how what her life was like and 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 what she had gone through, I began to feel the same, I I began to understand what she was talking about. And it was uh, very dramatic because I suddenly felt like I, uh, I knew that Jesus was real and I hadn't before. So it was through my sister talking to me about her experience and about, and wanting me to, to, to have that same understanding and it just happened, and and then it and then it took off from there. And I just, I never looked back, as they say. Um, and it's been the focus and the uh, the the whole my whole life has been based on now on uh, knowing Jesus and following Him and having this incredible life that I, that I can never I can never explain it. You really except to say that. Anybody that um, I come in contact with 
um, I would pray that they would have this same experience because it's a life of joy and a life of love. So that's, that's pretty much as much as I can tell you. Yes. Yeah, that's wonderful. And that's so I love that you'll forever have that bond with your sister, not only being a sister, you know, your sister, yeah. but you have that yeah. extra because yeah. you never forget all that's, that's Oh, thank you for sharing that. Are there tales from your family that have been passed down through generations that you cherish? Yes, there are tales. Uh, my mother's um, side of the family uh, had a particularly uh, an impact on, on me because they they had been living in Hamilton to begin with. Um, my great grandfather built. They lived on the mountain, and my great grandfather built a, a road up that mountain so that they could get to their house. And it, they called it Beckett Road, and it's still actually there in Hamilton. I think it's called Beckett Way now, but the road is still there. Mm -hmm. And my my uh, grandfather's family were the Beckett's, and my grandmother's family were the Baggett's. And they were neighbors, which meant that they lived uh, um, not beside each other, but, you know, maybe a mile, a, a mile apart because it was that generation that where there was a lot of land and big houses and and so on, and big farms. Mm -hmm. And three of the, there were four brothers and a sister in one family and four sisters and one brother in the other family. And three brothers married three sisters of each family. So my grandfather married, who was a Beckett, married, um, my grandfather was Alfred Beckett, and he married Genevieve Baggett. And, uh, and then there were two other brothers and two other sisters that intermarried. So there were all these marriages and, and cousins that came from that those two families uh then my grandfather that was pretty interesting in its own way then my grandfather went out west as a young man and homesteaded and which meant that he was hacking down the the trees and so on in the prairies and and planting wheat and and, and all of that and at that time the government offered People that homesteaded, they offered land for a very minimal amount of money. I think I, I would, I couldn't tell you, but that's why he went out there to do that. And then, so he got his land and then he brought his wife out and then they started a family. And that family was my mother and my uncles. And so they had their life out on the prairies and that was pretty interesting. And then my, mm -hmm. after the war, the second world war, my grandfather moved back or down east again and he and my parents so my mom was married at this point bought a, a piece of land and built a big house in uh lauren park out in in ontario um and lived together and this uh, so they each had a, an apartment in this house and or a section that was theirs their own part and so my i grew up knowing my grandparents in a very close way. And um, I value that relationship very much because um, they were very interesting people. And my, my grandfather was uh, had all kinds of hobbies and things that he, he shared with us. And my grandmother was also very interesting. She did ceramic work and she did baking and candy making and all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. So um, we, we had all of this interesting 
life with my grandparents. So that's, and, and all of their, their brothers and sisters that already lived down here. So it was a very strong family connection and lots of stories and lots of, um, lots of sharing of, of their lives with us. So that, that was very important to me. And, you know, consequently, I, I, whatever has made me the way I am, I'm passing on to my kids. So it's kind of interesting to think about that because I was made, you know, part of my personality was created from having this relationship with them. And then I've passed it on to my kids. So that's mm -hmm. pretty much what I've, I, you know, wanted to say about tales. It's, they had so many stories that I, I couldn't go into them, but it's just the story of my, of the generations that have impacted mm -hmm. me. And you had cousins to play yeah. with. And, yeah. yeah. Cousins yeah. and, um, oh, fun. you know, great. My uncles, and my, my mother's brothers, um, very, very fond of them. And uh, they've all passed away, but look, the, their children are still here. And so we, yeah, we're, we're connected that way. That's, oh, I love that. That sounds so beautiful. Just a lot of land and you can run around and I can picture it in my mind, what that, what that would look like. People don't have great grand yards as much, you know, <laughs> like acres and acres. So less likely. So that's lovely. I was, yeah, that's great. Um, thank you for sharing that. Tell us about an unforgettable adventure or mischievous act from your younger days. Okay. So I was, uh, <laughs> or both. I was, this was pretty easy for me to remember or to, to tell about because I was, a I was a, a pretty daring child. I would, um, not hesitate to climb trees and all of that kind of thing, or just wander off. And because at that point we could, we could, mom would just say, go out and play and we could play anywhere in the, in the neighborhood. And it was, you know, and we explored and did all kinds mm -hmm. of kind of dangerous things, but, um, I wasn't sissy-ish and people that I knew that would warn me about doing things. I figured they didn't know anything, but I did or they, they didn't really know what they were talking about and I didn't care. So one of these, one of these, um, friends, one friend of mine, her name was Anne. She and I were out in the woods walking along and hiking. And, and she said to me that I should stay away from a certain plant, which is, she thought was poison ivy. And I thought it wasn't. Mm. So I just said, <laughs> I said, oh, don't be so, you know, whatever, ridiculous or whatever I said. And I took the plant and broke it off, the leaf off. And I think some white sap or white um, cream came out of that stem. Yeah. And I just nonchalantly wiped it all, all over my leg and just told her it wasn't quite oh, poison ivy. But then, of course, the next day or a couple of days after that, I, I broke out in a, a terrible rash all over my legs and it was poison ivy i had the worst just the worst case of poison ivy all over my legs and uh so i and i still didn't it didn't really do, dawn on me that what what i had you know just kind of 
poo-pooed what she had said. I, I think I just had to get through the, the whole um, horrible few weeks of, of scratching and trying to get through it. But nothing came from that. Like Anne did not come back to me and say anything about that. Oh, and so. I, no. It didn't really change me that much. The next, the next incident which was similar was a time when another friend of mine, Brenda, and I were skating on a pond. And she warned me, there were two ponds, one was draining into the other. And she, she warned me not to go too close to the drain where the water was coming in because the, it was dangerous. And I didn't really think that she, I didn't really think it was. So I did go closer than I should have. And the ice broke and I fell in to the water and it was extremely dangerous, but I managed to scrape myself and like just grab the snow or ridges of snow or ice or whatever and pull myself out. It was a very foolish, dangerous thing that I'd done, but that's the way I was. So those, those stick out in my mind because I was a person, a kid that just thought I knew everything and I, and I didn't want to be, a sissy or some, some, there was something about my personality, which just said, oh, don't be ridiculous. And I just went ahead and did it without, you know, without any, mm-hmm. without being sensible mm-hmm. myself. So those, <laughs> those <laughs> stories, <laughs> when I think about them, you know, I, I was pretty reckless, but there you go. I lived through them. So there you, there you go. <laughs> yeah. As long as we, when we grow older, you know, we uh, <laughs> yes. learn, learn from it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, I've, no, I've had <laughs> Yeah. I probably um, warned my kids. Yeah, that's very nice. I probably warned my kids more more than I should have about things because I think it eventually yeah. sank, sank in. Maybe that was the reason. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, that is scary, though, the ice story. <laughs> that's really scary. This is about memories. Are there memories linked to specific songs or fragrances or flavors that instantly transport you back in time? Yes, absolutely. I My family was fortunate enough, enough to have a cottage that my father bought when I was about six, and we still have it today. Mm-hmm. And I'm 74 years old, so <laughs> um, the, the cottage life that we experienced as kids. I came from a large family, six kids, and my mom would bring us to the, my mom and dad took us up to that cottage every summer. And then my dad went back during the week to work. And so he would come up on the weekends. So we had this incredible um, experience every summer for two months of living in this wonderful beach country and a beautiful lake and a river. And so, and then we had no TV out there and no phone. Um, it was uh, oh. a beautiful time to just get to do things that you didn't do when you were in, in another atmosphere. And so we did a lot of, uh, I listened to a lot of music. We did hiking, swimming, boating, and um, playing cards, reading a lot in the evenings. So when I hear music specifically, uh, my mother had a collection of records and we brought them up every summer and I would listen to these, to operettas and musicals and a lot of orchestral music. When I hear, you know, especially the 
operettas um, and musicals, I think of The Cottage, and it connects me right away. Because it was one time that I really focused on on that kind of thing and and was able to just, in the mm-hmm. evening, just sit there and actually just listen to the music and do nothing else. So it really sank in. We also had a piano there, and we would, mm-hmm. my mom would play, and we would sing around the piano, and um, that any of those songs, when I hear them, of course, that brings me back to that kind of, uh, to that part of my life. And when my, and then I took my children up every summer and we went through the same kind of thing. So that was incredible for me. And. Oh, you got to take your kids back to the same cottage. Yeah. yeah. To the cottage. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was wonderful. And, uh, I treasure that. And then, so any of that kind of music that I hear, um, as far as food or, or fragrances. So food, um, I would connect with Christmas, of course, which is, and, and the music of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Again, we have a we had a piano. My mother would play. We would sing around the piano, and uh, we would always make shortbread and mincemeat and fruitcake and all of those kinds of things. And then I was able, um, again, with my children, to to have that kind of a singing around the piano life, which I so treasure and I'm so glad that that happened and then of course one of the biggest the biggest selections of music that would connect me with my kids uh and transport me back and and even to my my childhood was the the Nutcracker Suite and the ballet so we listened to that and watched it and um my son played it on the piano and it, it was just a part of our life so and I would take my kids to the theater in Toronto where the National Ballet danced it. So that that's a huge, huge thing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love the art, artistic um, way that you guys spent time together. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> Weaved in, into the whole experience. Well, and again, it yeah. it goes back to my grandparents and their their influence on my mother so it's interesting now I'm mm-hmm. I'm seeing it with my grandchildren so it's it's really going on and on because I um I, I want to share that with them so it just keeps going so I've yes. already started them watching Nutcracker Suite <laughs> and they're quite young so they um they watch a little bit of it they're they're you know they're hearing it and they get up and dance around, so it's, it's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, I love that music can just yeah <laughs> just could be passed down from generation to generation. It's just one of those things. And now for a word from our sponsors. Ready to share your stories and life philosophy, or capture those of a parent or grandparent, or maybe a corporate package is right for you to build connection across your workforce and add value to your clients. Visit audiolife.io today to learn more. Our listeners will get 10% off using discount code GIFT10 and order number Audio Life Podcast. Audio Life, where memories find their voice. Uh, can you recall a particularly challenging phase in your life and how you navigated through it? Well, I would say to begin with, and I'm going to, to bring another example into this, but I would say to begin with that being a young mother and having um, 
bringing up children is challenging and you're, you're developing as you're going along, as you're training your children and bringing them up, you're developing at the same time you're growing. And I found it Mm -hmm. uh, to be an amazing experience, very challenging, but then I think every mother does. (laughs) And, uh, and I, I value it. I value that experience. I would watching my children grow up and help trying to, to, to nurture their, their lives in, in different ways and teach them what I felt was important and allow them to, to get to a point where they could take off themselves. And, and now I see my kids are, are just amazing. I look at them and I think, I can't believe they were just wonderful to begin with. <laughs> and I was kind of, you know, going along with, with what I had to do as a mother, but I think they, they just developed amazingly on their own. I'm just so blessed by it because I just look at them and I think, wow, these kids are amazing. But, and that's one thing. And another is totally different. So as far as challenging, when I was a child, we had a house fire in our house and we had my, my grandparents and six kids and two parents and my two parents all had to get out of the house in the middle of the night Oh. I know it was, uh, and we actually had to jump the kids who were, uh, I think, uh, my sisters and I, we were sleeping on the top floor of this house, the third floor, and my parents were, and my baby brother. And we had to jump out of a window, <laughs> which was, I don't know how, it's the third floor of a, of a house, so it was quite high. And my wow. uncle... Uh, was on the ground and he caught us and we escaped from the house that way and then after that the house pretty much burned down and so everybody got out we had to be taken care of by neighbors and friends and so the whole family separated that was challenging I remember to this day I think I was about eight years old at the time and it was difficult to be separated from the family and to understand that um well, just to get used to another family, living with another family, mm. and then to be able to relate to everybody. We came from a small community, so it was hard to, everybody was following me around at school and, you know, asking me questions. And I just, it was very strange and difficult at that point to get used to all that. But we made it through. And uh, as far as the bravery goes, I think I would say mom and dad were <laughs> brave because they, we were just kids. We just followed what happened and, and did what we were told, you know, did what we had to do. But mom and dad lost everything and they had to start over again. And it was, uh, and they did, they did it. And the community and the church and all of all of our neighbors and so on, they all pitched in and helped. And that was incredible. Um, but it was uh, definitely a difficult time for my parents. And being eight, I, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't aware of the huge difficulty that they were going through, but I did feel a lot of strangeness in my life. And, but we got through it and, mm-hmm. and lived, everybody lived and we built the house up again. And that was that. So <laughs> that was, that was wow. huge. It's not something that happens to everybody. Oh, that's amazing. Well, yeah, and just to see the how you said your uh, community gathered around you got the family. Yes. That's yes, it was beautiful. Just the, yeah, yeah, 
just the unity that can come from that. But yeah, I'm sure it's a very strange mm-hmm. Um, and thank you for sharing. And that. I know now yeah. because I know because I have faith in God. I know that He protected us, and uh, because we woke up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. with this uh, terrific smoke coming up to the third floor, which was suffocating. It, you couldn't breathe because of the smoke. And the fact that we, you know, actually jumped out the window and my uncle actually caught us and all of these things that happened. I know that we were being protected yeah. and um, that, it's, yeah. you know, that even though yeah. I didn't know what was happening, I know that God was protecting us at that time. I know that now. <laughs> well, yeah. At the time, I'm sure, yeah, you're yeah. not thinking, you're just reacting. Well, yeah, it says he is the protector, so. <laughs> yes. Um, well, you kind of touched on this, but you may have another one, um, or we can move on. Um, this one is share a story where you or someone you know displayed remarkable courage or triumph against the odds. So, obviously, you just shared yeah. a huge story. Yeah, I guess I jumped into that question. About really, that. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, um, kind of leads into, but that I can't think of anything greater. Than, yeah. So we're going to go into family and friends and and bonds section. Um, and the question, first question is: Recall a family event that stands out for its warmth, laughter, or unexpected occurrences. So I didn't have an answer for that as far as one event. I I pretty much thought of of the cottage life and what that was what that that whole experience meant to me and the fact that we the when we think about the warmth and the laughter it was it was an unbelievable way to bond with my brothers and sisters and my mother who looked after us during the week in in ways that you don't you don't normally do especially when you're when we went back to our house and we had a phone and we had TV and we had our friends and we had school, it was a whole different life. But when we went to the cottage, there was nothing except playing cards with my brothers and sisters, reading and the music. And then every day we went swimming every day we, or many days we went hiking and boating and, um, and playing together. So that life, that we had in the summer, which I now treasure because it it's it meant so much warmth and laughter and and just you know being a, being in a situation where we had to we had no other resource except our brothers and sisters and that made it wonderful. And then when I grew up and I took and my father passed away, so I would take my mother there in the summer. That just just dawned on me. She took me as a child, and then I took her back every summer, and then my kids. So they had the same experience, and so that for me was is is huge. And and that mm. me uh, as far as warmth that that cottage life is what I, it warmth and laughter means to me. So yeah, uh, yes, and it's nice without any distractions and. Oh, that's wonderful. So share a heartwarming story about a friend who stood by you at a time when an unexpected bond was formed. 
So I could not really answer that question because I, <laughs> um, I have had a very close friend growing up. I mean, she didn't, it wasn't a, a situation where she stood by me, but I did have a very close friend from grade six up to grade 13. And then after that, when we left high school and went different ways, we still connected at times. And, and she meant, she was a very dear friend to me and we did everything together. There wasn't a time when she, when I had to have somebody stand by me. So I couldn't really answer that question in that way. But um, she will always stand out as being a very big part of my life. So I, I think that's all I can say about that. We just we grew up together. We grew up through our teens together, and that was yeah. that was a big thing. And I I valued yeah. that. So yes, yes, it's nice to have those friends. Which story or memory do you often share with younger generations? and hope they remember? Uh, and this is, again, a, a question that I didn't have an answer for it because except what I would pass on to my to my children and my grandchildren is my life of faith. That's, and, and what that means mm -hmm. to me, because that, that's how I base, that's how my life is led now. So it's not, it's not some kind of story that, that I would pass mm -hmm. on and hope that they would remember and learn from it. It's, really what my life is all about. When I came to know that Jesus is my savior and that, that he died for me, then everything in my life changed and everything is based on that. That's what I wanted, want to pass on to my children and my grandchildren is that Jesus is real. I have a personal relationship with him. He is God. He died for me and everything <laughs> comes from that. So that's, that's what I would pass on. Yes, your faith. Yes. Can you give an example of how that changed? I mean, you've kind of touched on it, but um, maybe like specifically how that changed you as a person or your outlook or. Um, it's, it's a life of faith in God and who he, who he is, which is, which you learn from reading the Bible and, going to a church that talk that is a Bible-based church and teaches you. But basically, the Bible tells us who God is. And it's a matter of, of reading that and, and finding out who he is and then living your life based on who he is and, and how he guides you through your life now. So it's a life of faith as opposed to trying to do things yourself and trying to use your own abilities. We, I still use my abilities. Mm -hmm. I still am my own self in that way, but I'm transformed in a way or conformed in a way to becoming what um, God wants me to become, which is lined up in the Bible and, and talked about in the Bible. And so you mm -hmm. live according to what the Bible says instead of what the world says. Mm -hmm. And that's really... Mm -hmm. You know, really not something people want to hear because they, they think mm -hmm. it's a, I don't know, they, they don't, because the world teaches you to live and have your own rights and try to do your own thing and be, you know, all the things, the good things that you should be. But the Bible teaches us to trust God and he will 
teach us how to live and how what to be like, which is like him. So we are brought to a place where we learn to to know what Jesus or who he is and to conform to that image, which is amazing. <laughs> we are told in the Bible that we are made holy as he is holy, which is amazing to think of. So it's a life of joy and, and of love. It's, it's challenging. You come to know throughout the light, your life how God is leading you and to trust him more and more and to have faith in him and, and to know him and love him more and more. So it's, it's an amazing life to live. I kind of put you on the spot there. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, I'm glad I could. Let's see. Are there lighthearted or profound tales that encapsulate the essence of the life you've lived? Lighthearted tales. Um, again, I'm going to just go back to family life. I think that uh, my my family, as it was growing up, I distinctly remember sitting around the, t- the dinner table and laughing all the time as we ate dinner. Cool. And my brother, my older brother would, if I, I would drink water and quite often he would do, he would, play tricks on me, like put salt in my water and things like that when I wasn't looking and I would drink it and spit it out all over the table and those kinds of things. So he was always playing jokes or trying to, <laughs> trying to, uh, to, to do things that he would do over and over. And, but you know, I would never realize that, that he was doing it, even though he would do the same thing. I never, I never got wise wised up enough to to think about it I would just let him do it he would just do it and that would be it so we would laugh a lot um we had a lot of um similar interests as children we all we were all pretty we were all into athletics and we were all most of us were into some kind of art or music so we had a common bond there and so we grew up just having just being a very happy family and I I think that is now I see that family is a big thing that I value so much and my children and my grandchildren. And I realize that 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 is so important to me. I would never, ever give it up. I would never have wished for anything else except to have children. I had a chance at one point to have a career and I I valued (laughs) staying home with my children at that point and decided to do that. And I'm glad I did it. So. To me, it's it's uh, the family and passing on to them what is important and and what I value. So I'm not sure if I really answered that question properly, but that I don't have a lighthearted story. I I just want to say that family is what is important to me, and I'm so blessed to have my my three children, Judah, Carrie, and Elise, and then my grandchildren, five of them, and. That's what's so important to me mm-hmm. and my extended Fun. family, my, my brothers and sisters and my everybody else. It's just wonderful. So, mm-hmm. and I'm a grandmother and I love it. What a look. <laughs> yeah. uh, looking back, is there any story you've shared that gets recounted differently depending on who tells it? I don't really have a specific story that I can think of. There are times that I've 
yeah. my brothers and sisters and I have um, talked about our our past, and they've had other things to add to the stories that I didn't realize. And I think it was just because they were in a different place than I was, but or they've just remembered it different. They've remembered more than I did, or they've remembered it differently. But there hasn't been a specific yeah. one story that uh, because this, okay. this is the question was. Did this? Did, is there a story that has gotten changed? Is that right? Or yeah. yes, like yeah, recounted or changed, yeah. depending on. I think, yes. I think, especially at my age, that um, so I have a sister who's four years younger than me, and she has uh, said things that I had not understood had happened. But I, I was at the same mm-hmm. place and the same happening, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize that she, what things that she realized. But they weren't big things and it wasn't one specific story that's gotten changed a lot it's yeah. just being yeah. our our age and remembering things differently so yeah yeah that's fine describe a recent incident or observation that made you smile or reflect on the beauty of life which i know okay. you touched on a few of yeah those. i'm going to yeah. tie this one in with what the question was was there something that um just happened in a perfect way or with the stars aligning, that kind of thing, way back in the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah. We can go back yeah. to that one. Um, yeah, describe a time when the yeah. stars seem to align yeah. a perfect time. So rather than saying the stars aligning, I'm going to say that that I understand as a Christian that um, that there are no coincidences. As, as I put, as I live in a in a, a life of, of faith, I understand that God is ordering my life. So... I'm going to tie the two, two questions together. And so the, the incident that I'm going to refer to is uh, meeting a, a man who came two years ago from British Columbia and his wife passed away and his children lived here in Ontario. So he moved here and then he found, uh, looked for a church to go to. And then in that church, he looked for a seniors group and he joined that. And then because he was a singer he started helping out with the music. So the whole incident of this man coming all the way from British Columbia to Ontario, to the same area I live in, and finding the same church that I attended is could be looked on as a stars aligning or a coincidence. But we both understand, his name is Larry, and I understand that God brought it all together. So rather than the stars, I'm going to say God brought all of that together. And he joined the seniors group and he was already doing the music when I joined later on and met him. And since I, I'm actually a, a singer as well, so he and I started to do some music together. And so that's another thing that lined up. And then we, uh, then we started to share coffees together and then it went on from there. So at this point, <laughs> we are now engaged. So it's um, a matter of looking at the whole, um, not thinking, oh, this just happened, but this was something that was lined up. Little, every incident Mm -hmm. happened uh, accordingly because he could have picked any other church. He could have picked any other seniors group. He could have done any other thing, but he didn't. He did the same church that I already attended and then a seniors group, which I wasn't even part of at the time. So it was all brought together by God. and. And then we got to know each other and fell in love. And so here I am today, engaged. 
<laughs> and when I, when I mentioned earlier, I was about to go back, or I was about to actually go on CBC. Um, that's in in the future because he wants to to go back and not to live, but he just wants to go back to visit. So I will have a chance to see British Columbia, which I've heard so much about from many many Canadians. And it's living in Ontario is quite a distance. You may not realize it, but it's, it's I think it's no, maybe four days of driving if you drive something like that. But no, nobody really wants to drive it, but it's a long way. It's on the other side. Well, it's on one side of Canada, and I'm in the middle beside Quebec, but um, I'm still several provinces away from British Columbia. So he came here, and, and as far as being a, the last question being, does it bring a smile to my face? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> was it lined up <laughs> was it something that was lined up yes and, yeah. and happened in the, in the timing yes it was lined up by god and it does bring a smile to my face and so uh, his name is larry and uh, we're getting married in february so that's coming yeah, up this, okay. this february so that's my answer are you getting married at the, where are you getting married in, uh, ask, uh, well in and the area that i live in there's a very old church and and we're going to get married in that uh, area because it's it's got a lot of history and it's a lovely old quaint town so we're getting married there which is in the niagara region just so you can place it so niagara region okay. is in in around niagara falls but if niagara falls is about a half an hour drive from where i live so we don't usually go there okay. we just live in this niagara region which is wine country and and the escarpment which is um a big uh it's a big area that's that was um carved out by earthquakes and so on and you people hike up the escarpment it's like a big mountain so this is the area that i live in it's called escarpment country or or uh, wine country if you want so this is where i live and it's pretty fun <laughs> well, so lovely, yeah. Yes, that does help. As we conclude, is there a piece of advice wrapped in a personal story you would like to leave leave us uh, with? Basically? Well, again, it goes back to my salvation experience, and so um, personal story is that my life was turned inside out, upside down. My whole life is based on God and my faith in God, and the fact that He saved me from. A place that I was in, which was without him, and brought me into a relationship with him. And I would want everybody that I come in contact with to know this kind of life. So that's what my life is about, and that's what I want to share. So that's that's my last little. <laughs> it's not is not something. It's not anything that I've done. It's all God and. Um, and he is everything to me. Sharon, I just want to thank you for being on Audio Life and sharing um, all these beautiful memories and stories with us. And thank you again. Well, thank you, Ashley. It's been quite an experience. But <laughs> <laughs> you've you've been very easy to talk to. And so thank you so much. That's so um, nice. I, I may have rambled a, a little bit. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that's so nice to hear. You did not ramble at all. 
people. No. That's very good because I, t- I tend to. <laughs> if you like what you heard today, consider recording your own Audio Life private podcast or giving one to a loved one for a unique and memorable gift. Today, Audio Life listeners will receive 10% off using discount code GIFT10 and order number Audio Life Podcast. Also, remember to rate our show and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.